Take out tacos. He walked over to some little local stand, takeout only. So I'm taking out the bag here. There's a bag of cabbage, I believe. Cabbage, radishes, onions, and lime. So that's taco fixins. These are burrilla tacos, which we never had burrilla tacos, but we're about to find out what they are. Some foil tacos. And then we got a sopa pozole as well. It looks like the order comes with a few tortilla chips, some little solo cups of salsa, plenty of napkins, plenty of plastic bags, plenty of styrofoam cups. Okay, so it's... <clears throat> We've been here 11 days now. 11 days in this city, in this house, in this neighborhood. And what are your uh, reflections, takeaways? Like, what, what, how are you sitting? How are you sitting 11 days in? Hmm. Well, I'm finding it a complete 180 of Portland in the Northwest, which. <laughs> That's good. That's kind of what the point was. Um, I'm thoroughly enjoying the tacos. I'm gaining about a pound a day from tacos. <laughs> we haven't even eaten tacos every day. Mm. <laughs> well, they're been, there. And you've been exercising a lot. Just... <clears throat> they are delicious. Tucson's nice. I mean, it's, you know, it's so big and flat. Um, spread out. It takes a little bit to get your to kind of get your bearings. Yeah. Grounded. Wrap your arms around it. I like what a that guy was his name Chris. Chris. Cyclist that we met that said I think he said it well that Portland wears its charm on its sleeve. In Tucson, you kind of gotta hunt for that charm a little bit more but it's there and it's there but you don't just like walk down neighborhoods and are blown away at different mm -hmm. places yeah gotta hunt and peck for it a little bit but yeah there's all sorts of good food but it's sort of all spread out in different points and places and, and little strip malls and things it's not so the neighborhood thing of portland is not here really i mean there's there's uniqueness there's of the some neighborhoods. of it but yeah um been nerding out on cacti photosynthesis. Oh lord. <laughs> it's been fascinating. What is the what is the what's the nugget from cacti photosynthesis? I mean it's like that's a hot topic here. Well it's kind of like seventh grade biology, but um, you know, I haven't really dusted off my photosynthesis memories in a while. So Anyway. I don't have photosynthesis memories, to be clear. <laughs> to just be clear. Except for I did learn that Palo Verde fact the other day that it, you know, uses, photosynthesizes through the bark. Which, uh -huh. again, you would know this, all this stuff, but fascinating. So cacti, basically, they um, close their stomatas during the day. They don't have leaves. The leaves have been converted into spines over time to protect themselves. So it's all in their stems. Okay. They close their stomata uh, during the day. The stomata are the little holes that they do, like, gas exchange and water vapor and everything. Oh. 
So they gotta shut down so they don't lose all of their water since there's obviously not much water around here. Can't they just like eat things with salt? Uh, no, they don't have mouths. Oh. Oh. On the cartoons they did. Mm. Yeah, no, they don't. <clears throat> and so then they do their photos. They, they, um, open it up at night and then they store all of the carbon in there. Oh. At night. And then they photosynthesize during the day in the sunlight. But if you actually harvest and eat a cactus in the morning, it's going to taste more like vinegar because it's got all this malic acid stored in it from storing uh, carbon in the form of malic acid overnight. Fascinating. Yeah. That is it. <laughs> and of course, your big takeaway as an ecologist would be something about the plants in the native systems here <laughs> not the bike infrastructure not well you didn't mention the tacos do you did the weather change your perspective on the whole town like it, it for the first few days it was in the 90s really dry really windy actually and then kind of a cold front came through what, sunday monday mm-hmm. um dropped a little moisture a little rain fell and then since then it's been what 38 in the morning 40 in the mornings and then mid 60s in the day i think it for me i think that that changed but it's hard to assess whether it's that or just getting used to and getting like you said connected to a place in a different way yeah i don't like the heat that much like over 90 so uh, that first week and then and the wind i don't like wind <laughs> so it's a little rough the first week. The mornings were nice; uh, they were cooler, but there was still wind. Um, that's something I'm gonna need to learn more about: is how often it's windy here. How often it's windy? Yeah, it was. Last couple of days has been pretty chill in the wind. Yeah. Well, for me, I think it took a few days. I mean, the first probably four or five days. I don't think. I was really digging it. Like, I don't know, this neighborhood is just, I think it's largely because it is really, really different. And, um, you know, the ride that we did that Friday afternoon around, kind of looked at all the neighborhoods around, um, north side of downtown. I think uh, eventually I started feeling like when we came back from rides, like this feels like home, this little Armory Park neighborhood um, just south of downtown here. It felt pretty good. And, uh, you know, we've done a lot of walking with you. <laughs> lots of walking, lots of taco stands. Um, <laughs> Don't forget the Sonoran dogs. The Sonoran dog, which, by the way, we haven't had a Sonoran dog in like four days. So, <laughs> got to remedy that tomorrow at lunch, I think. We'll go back down to the Ruiz truck on the corner down here. God, watch for the <laughs> hypodermic needles in the, the glass. glass. Oh, gosh, there's so much broken glass all over this town. But... <clears throat> Anyway, that's where we are. 11 days in, starting to feel settled. Um, yeah. Starting I mean, to dig it. Yeah. Starting to find little corners, starting to get a few recommendations from our host. Um, I went over to Anita's Market, which has been in Barrio Anita for who knows how long. Um, but uh, ended a bike ride with a red chili burrito and a green chili burrito. Burrow. Burrow. Oh, that's right. They call them burros here. And then I also read online... Although we called this the Tour de Taco. Tucson's always been a borough town more than a taco town. So maybe we should start looking 
opt for finding burros instead of just tacos. I'm gonna be two pounds a day I'll gain instead of just one. We just have to ride double the miles. Mm. <laughs> Yuba kind of creates a ruckus walking around here. A lot of dogs um, out and about uh, hiding in the various uh, shade components of any yard. Some dogs seem a lot more friendly than others, um, believe it or not. And I think he is, he's adjusting, but he's struggling to find something to pee on. There's no grass, um, some trees, but a lot of spines. And it seems like he's figured out the spine part pretty quickly. Um, and it seems kind of hesitant to, to lift that leg to do his business. But, uh, and then there is the ever-present uh, panting that goes on walking around this neighborhood with him. So what do you think of the Berea tacos? Never had this before. Mm. Well, I haven't really tried the Berea. I've been working on the Polio. Oh, well, wait till you get to the Berea. Actually, I meant to try the Berea next. Yeah. You should have alternated. <clears throat> mm -hmm. You don't know what Berea is? Mm, it's kind of like a stewed beef. Correct, and this is straight from the internet segment okay. yeah um according to i am a foodblog.com berea tacos if you haven't heard of them yet they're all over social media apparently all over social media it is a tradition traditionally an addictive sweet sour slight slightly spicy and utterly savory mexican beef stew that's slow cooked until the beef is tender and falling apart, juicy and delicious. Not gonna test. It is definitely falling apart, definitely juicy, and it's definitely mm -hmm. delicious. It is very good. And then someone had the bright idea to stuff this beefy goodness into a taco shell, dip the whole mess into the stew, and then fry it up. Now ours aren't fried, no. but the tortillas are a little more crispy, so they could have been dipped in that au jus that we um, also purchased on the side as recommended by the place that we got these from. Um, apparently they blew up. So this is like a common thing. But this place was what? A quarter mile from home? Mm-hmm. suppose they have some of the best burrito tacos in town. And they are delicious. So do you think we'll be back for the Spirit World 100 next November? Tempting. This kind of depends on if there is a Spirit World 100 next November. Well, there's going to be a Spirit World. Regardless what, of pandemic circumstances. What were your overall reactions of that ride today? A little recon route. So mm -hmm. we did the 50. A little recon. We didn't see the back half. What do you think? It was pretty amazing. Totally different than Tucson. There's mountains and well not that there's not mountains here, but they're in them more. 
Um, there were trees. Fascinating. Beautiful. There were trees. That was fascinating. Like, like, not real big trees, but pretty big, bigger than here. Better, more than desert shrubs trees. Yes, there were actual like mesquite live oak and oh, the oak savanna. That was bizarre. Riding through sand pits in the oak savanna. So yeah, so at some point in the ride, you said this is kind of how I imagined it, and we were riding through a freaking oak savanna. So you really thought we were going to go through an oak savanna, like five miles from the border of Mexico? I'm pretty sure I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. Because I sure as hell didn't think that. <laughs> see oak savanna. No. Um, Have you figured out how to describe it? Because on the ride you said, well, I don't know how to describe it visually. No, I haven't figured out how to describe it. I think you had a good analogy. Wasco County meets Smith Rock a little bit. A little bit of Wasco County meets Smith Rock. It, yeah, exactly. But the rocks need to be bigger mm-hmm. in Smith Rock. Like, much bigger. There's some real proper mountains around there. <clears throat> and then, I think Wasco County, just because of the grass and the San Rafael Valley, right? But the grass, I mean, sorry, the valley itself was a lot flatter, a lot bigger than anything in Wasco. And a hell of a lot of washboarding. Uh, I'll be back with bigger tires next time. <laughs> bigger tires? How big are you going to go? Well, I think my bike can only ride 40. So, that's probably, probably what I'll go to. <laughs> a little lower pressure? Some 40s? Mm-hmm. Tubeless setup, maybe? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah. I think the numbers of that ride don't look all that hard, right? 57 miles, 3,500 feet. But I was really tired at the end because I got beat up the whole time on my little 35s on the washboard in the rough. Little rattle, rattle, rattle? Yeah, I got my brain shook out. <laughs> um. <laughs> and remember, there's like hardly any wind. Yeah. It was like the most gentle day you could probably get in southern Arizona. It was cloud covered, like a high layer of clouds. It wasn't, but it was probably mid 60s all day. Yeah, there was no wind. Sun was not beating on us at all. It was probably about as perfect as a riding day you could get. That was really free and tired. The fall color really surprised me. We left out of Patagonia, you know, headed south there out of the canyon up by that little creek that actually did have water flowing in it. Um, the, I guess it's copper that they're mining there. The, the like, green rocks that look, you know, green up above us. That like lime green color. Um, and then those sycamores. Holy cow. Oh, the sycamores were really like, pretty. Like gold orange color and just mm-hmm. massive. Some of those trees probably took up, like, I swear some of them took up over an acre with their canopy. Those things are massive. <laughs> they were big. And live oak. I'm a sucker for live oak. So we got to look it up what species that is. But I'm assuming it's some kind of live oak. I thought the other thing that was fascinating was just, I mean, there was like hardly anybody out there. We didn't really see anybody on bikes. I mean, just a little group at the beginning. And at the end. At the end. And hardly any cars. It was just border patrol agents 
So if, if we saw 20 cars, which I don't know if we did, but let's say we saw 20 cars, it felt like about 20 cars. How many of those do you think would have been Border Patrol? Half of them. Half of them. <clears throat> and then there were a couple Forest Service cars, a few trucks, you know, ranchers. Oh yeah, the mail, the mail truck. And then our, our friends, Helen and Roy. Helen and Roy. So, <laughs> so yeah, we pulled off of this little... They're actually doing pretty awesome things right. for people. We pulled up this little tabletop mesa just to like get a, I don't know, cliff bar or something. Take a little view of, as we look south. And <clears throat> you're like, we're on private road. And so I was like, oh gosh, here comes an SUV up the road, right? Turns out it's probably, what do you think they were, late 70s? Mid seventies. I think Helen may have been a little older than that. <laughs> and they have this magnet on their car, you know, red and white Samaritans on the top, Los Samaritans on the bottom, red, you know, red cross. They say, this is what they said. Let's take them face value. That they were there to provide water and snacks to migrants. So they were looking for migrants. I was kind of a little confused because Helen had a little soft voice as well. Mm-hmm. We should have interviewed her for the podcast. Mm-hmm. How many times did we see them? We saw them like three times a day? Three times. Yeah, three times. One while I was in the sand trap and he said he would help me, but it's COVID. So. <laughs> well, he's not such a good Samaritan. <laughs> he's out there. He's out there with water and snacks and apparently pull bikers out of sand traps. But he won't do it because it's COVID. <laughs> Come on, but Roy. If I, if I needed water, I could have gotten water. From, um, <laughs> you could have got yourself. Apparently, he wasn't But I had you. to get out of the sand trap. <laughs> you know, speaking of COVID, one of the things he did say, he said, if Border Patrol picks up some migrants and they, they test them for COVID, and he said if they have COVID, they stay in the U.S., but if they don't, they take them back to the Mexico. I just thought that was kind of interesting. I guess there is a little humanitarianism at all in this and this. Uh, no. Hmm. I'm sure there's some other twisted reason for it. Maybe that's who we're testing the vaccine on. Let's not go down conspiracy theory pathways. <laughs> we are in the desert. How are your dreams in this house? Well, other than the dream of the giant snake, <clears throat> I haven't remembered any. And the snake really re- resembled the pedestrian bike bridge thing that oh, we saw. Yeah, the bike infrastructure bridge thing. <clears throat> that, hmm, I'm not going to put this on the podcast. Someone cut this out later. <clears throat> okay. About the conspiracy theory for Hungary. Good. We'll stop that for now. That was kind of a long stretch there. Alright, so after going down to Patagonia and doing a little bit of gravel, you think we should extend this stay a little bit? We are extending the stay. We are extending the stay. 
Reservation confirmed. Breaking news. We're extending the stay. Reservation confirmed. Where's the reservation confirmed? Patagonia. Patagonia. We're going to go stay in little Hippieville for a week, I guess. It's like a miners and hikers, bikers. Uh, kind of an interesting mix of people. It'll be interesting to see. Spend a little time there. For sure. So we're spending a week in Patagonia. And then we're going to come back to Tucson for Quanzas, Quanzitmus, or whatever Christmas you call cacti. we got to go find a cactus to decorate. Get some cactus and some lights. I'm going to put, do you think cactus, it seems like it has to be colored lights on a cactus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe a sombrero, big hat on top of it. That's the topper. Mm, that seems racist. I can't put that in my guess then. Racist? Interesting. Know. 